again, Vronnie, even if it's in a solicitor's office. Yeah, but not many lawyers have office windows overlooking the bay. Yes, I am in the right place, Susan. Hiya. Oh, uh, this must be Owen. Oh, handshake. Formal. <laughs> uh, uh, nice to eventually meet you. Hmm. You're very different from your older sister. Hmm. I heard you and Ronnie recently helped our Glenn to get out of another corner, which uh, only she could paint herself into. Yeah, she's the pixie in Prada with a hug that squeezes tighter than a scrap rod car crusher. But you're the gentle handshake fairy who probably shops in Debenhams. <laughs> well, that's us in a nutshell. <laughs> I know that you and Ronnie are cousins, but she's also my best friend, so I hope it's okay if she sits in on this. That's perfectly all right. Take a seat, both of you. Thanks. Oh, and help yourselves to coffee. Oh, I'm afraid it's not in the same league as the cafe next door, but they won't let the valuables leave the building until our issue has been resolved. We understand. So, Arwen, I'm sorry for your loss. How well did you know your great-uncle Emlyn? Met him a few times over the years. He was all right. Well, as part of his will... He specifically asked Parry and Bevan to commission a report from my museum on the items that he bequeathed to you and your half-brother, Reese. Is that it? This is your copy. I'll read it when I get home. Uh, yes, but there are things you need to know. Oh, can't you just show me the stuff instead? Has anyone given you an idea of what you're inheriting? Pirate treasure? <laughs> Not Quite, but you're in the ballpark. I know it's not many you can spend in the co-op, but let's face it, who takes to balloons these days? <laughs> They're antiques, handed down through your family over the generations, and now they've been left to you and your half-brother. Your great-uncle's will specifies that, as the eldest, you have first choice on two of the four items. Okay, just lay them out and I'll take my pick. Yes, but b before we do that, Arwen, I've been asked to talk to you before you come to your decision. Oh, why? Well, they thought that someone from the museum could explain what you've inherited in some kind of context. Like whether they're authentic and what they're worth? Mm. I've used my contacts in the museum, mm -hmm. academic and mm. antique circles, mm. to authenticate the items in question mm -hmm. and provide realistic valuations. However, your great-uncle thought you ought to know a little more about them before you decide which ones you want and what you might do with them. Got it. So what's in this box? Here we are. Right. Oh, old guns. Okay, I guess. Now, these are a couple of late 18th century flintlock pistols, probably made in Spain and acquired by your distant ancestors during the course of their act 
activities in the Caribbean. They're not a pair though. That's right. They're not like a set of duelling pistols, so taking one won't necessarily affect the value of the other. Perhaps I should take this and leave the plain one to Reese. Hmm, the plain one looks like it was used for business, whereas the fancy one's something that's been waved around for show in a Port Royal alehouse. Whatever you choose, Arwen, it would be totally your decision. Ronnie and I don't want to influence you one way or the other. No problem. So what's in the other box? Two personal items, both crafted in gold. Oh, fantastic! The answer to all my rent problems! Oh yes, but I first, I must warn you... No need, let's see them. First, we have the face of your distant ancestor, Henry Prothero, made from a cast taken on his deathbed. Oh. oh. That's him, is it? Not the sort of character you'd want to meet in a dark alley. George Clooney, he ain't. But this must still be worth a few quid. And, um, finally, we have... Well, another part of his anatomy, cast in gold. Oh, more gold, yes. But I, I, I wouldn't advise you take it out of its box. Why? I, I, I think you should see for yourself. Is that what I think it is? Mm, I'm afraid so. Seriously? Apparently also produced from a cast taken by his wife, Matilda, on his deathbed. No wonder it looks so lifeless. Is it a scale model? I'm told it's life-size. There's more gold in the death mask's nose. Can I close the lid now? I think it's outstayed. It's welcome. I'll let Reese take that. Very wise. If he's any sense, he'll keep quiet about it, lest his mates assume he has inherited something that runs in the family. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like a little time to think before you decide which two items you want? The fancy flintlock and the golden face. Do you think you should talk to Reese first before you divide the spoils? Probably not. Reese doesn't talk. Mm. Whilst we're finishing our coffee... Perhaps I should tell you a little about Henry and Matilda Prothero. Yeah, why not? All right. So, if we could start by looking at page three of the report. It looks very comprehensive. Perhaps Arwen might benefit from an executive summary. The Idiot's Guide version. Sure, go ahead. So long as I can make my shift at the chippy by lunchtime. As you'll see, uh, when you get around to reading our report, Mm -hmm. we've included expert analysis of provenance Mm. and attempted to explain how Captain Prothero's link to these pieces Mm. might affect their price on the open market. Mm. The pistols look like they'll fetch a reasonable sum. Not a prince's ransom, but worth having, especially the flintlock you've chosen. But there's a massive variation in the estimates for both gold pieces. Why? Well, as you can see, we give estimates based on the value of each gold piece by weight and what some collectors might additionally pay for their potential historic or cultural value. I wouldn't grumble if I just got a price based on the weight of the gold alone, especially for the death mask. It's the answer to all my uh, cash flow problems. (laughs) I take it you're not going to keep them in the family. What family? I've got no one to pass them on to. They'll be down at the auctions as soon as I can sign for them. Yes, but you'll soon be an auntie. Don't you think you should at least try to discuss this with Reese first? I've only just become aware of Reese, and he isn't exactly anxious to stay in touch. Give him time. It's early days yet. I need the money, right? Besides, he'll get his share, 
And if he wants to talk, he knows where to find me. Okay, just saying. Anyway, let's not spoil the moment. I'm just amazed to hear that I'm descended from some wannabe Captain Jack Sparrow. Even if this badass buccaneer is clearly no Johnny Depp. There were a number of Welsh pirates in the Caribbean, uh, like Bartholomew Roberts, Henry Morgan, and another man with a similar name who came from Roussancy. It says here that Captain Prothero and his missus were this other Captain Morgan's next-door neighbours. That's why your ancestors were commonly known as the Pirates of Penryn Bay. I'm just looking at the number of Spanish ships they captured. Mm, the Protheros were rather prolific in the few years they were active. They must have plundered a fortune in their time. Most of it invested in property abroad, now long since acquired by others. And this is all that's left of their legacy? I'm afraid so. An evil face, something you wouldn't use as a paperweight or a doorstop, and two old guns that no longer fire. Oh, no, 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 you've got to just pop that down. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the thing is, the Protheros came along towards the end of the classic age of piracy, the Pirates of the Caribbean era, if, <laughs> if you will, and they had to find another source of income when the last treasure ship sailed over the horizon. I see from the report that they had to make do for a time with seizing cargoes of sugar and tobacco, even stuff like plates and cups. And sometimes seen as more trouble than it was worth by characters seduced by the allure of gold, silver and gems. But you say here that things picked up just before the captain's death? For a time, yes. When they relocated to Africa? As part of their involvement in the triangular trade. Yeah, I know what that means. I just didn't want to believe it. Mm -hmm. A number of other pirates were doing the same thing at the time. My ancestors were slavers. I'm really sorry to burst the bubble, but yes. I know I'm not going to be descended from Llewellyn the Great, but why couldn't I be related to a bard or, or, or a druid or, or the Undermilkwood guy or even that broadsword-calling Danny Boy bloke who starred in Where Eagles Dare? I was born short-changed. Well, it's important for you to know that we're not here to make any judgments, Arwen. Ronnie and I thought quite a lot about whether to honour your great-uncle's wishes and tell you, but it's, it's key to valuing your inheritance. Because it's like selling blood diamonds. Yes, that's certainly one way of putting it. Your great uncle was worried about spoiling everything for you, Arwen, but it's something he felt he couldn't withhold. Giving you the full story was a case of damned if we do, damned if we don't. I was just really looking forward to seeing what I got and hearing tales of swashbuckling on the Spanish main when I first came here. But... At least you won't go home empty-handed. These things are still worth something, and there'll be people out there willing to bid for them. Yeah, but do I really want to take my share? If you decline to accept your share, then all four items will revert back to your half-brother. Reese won't be troubled by any crisis of conscience, nor dark night of the soul for him. I know that this all seemed too good to be true before we set foot inside this office, but it's a lifeline in rough seas and you still need it to keep your head above water. Thanks for that, Dad. Ugh. But when I came here, I wasn't expecting to retire early. All I wanted was something to cover my losses for the time I was too ill to work and a family history which was at least halfway entertaining, if not exactly something to be proud of. Mm. There's... A piece of paper 
downstairs awaiting your signature, but it doesn't need to be signed today. If I do leave this place with my half of the loot, what are my options? Sell or donate to a museum. What would you do? I'm a museum manager. I have a vested interest and consequently need to remain strictly impartial. What about you, Dad? It's not my place to say, one way or the other. Oh, where's my moral compass when I most need her? Look, I know what I'd do, but I'm not you and I've no wish to impose my views on you. I want to take the money. I need the money. But it's not like I've hardly ever been off work in my life before. And then I had to wait until the girl who replaced me gave in her notice before I could get my old job back. Don't be too hard on yourself. No one could blame you for converting your heirlooms into a cheque. I can tell myself that, but can I believe it? Don't let disappointment cloud your judgement and rush you into a rash decision. How long have I got to think about this? A fortnight. Okay. I'll let you know when I've made up my mind, but right now I need to go to the cafe next door and console myself with cake. How are you feeling? Mm. Bread and I have had a slab of Victoria's sponge the size of a house brick. Mm. Shall I pour? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Was it too much to ask for an ancestor who was like some sort of buccaneering Robin Hood? Hey, right now I'd cheerfully accept Captain Pugwash. Mm, you can choose your friends, but... Okay, friends. What do you suggest? And don't go all impartial on me. But, Arwen, I have a responsibility. Sorry, Alison. Not in the mood. Come on, Arwen. You know we can only give guidance, not recommendations. Hey, if you both want to keep sitting on the fence, I'll go get my chainsaw. All right. The golden pistols are worth something, so if it was up to me, the first questions I'd ask myself were, do I want them? And if I did, where would I keep them? Even if it was just until the first auction came up. I don't want a gun in my flat, even if it doesn't work. And I don't want the face of a slaver staring down at me from the wall. You could hide the ugly mug under your bed? I'm not having some sorry-ass slaver under my bed. Besides, he's probably been under a few beds in his time. None of them is on. So they've got to go. That's a start. But where to? Speaking as a museum manager, you know what I'm going to suggest. Well, even if it wouldn't be appropriate for the guns and the gold to be gifted to my place of work. Yeah, but are they worth preserving for the sake of the nation? I'm no regular visitor, but I'm guessing that the country's museums aren't short of a flintlock or two. <laughs> and I'd be interested in knowing how you'd display at least one of the gold body parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, bearing in mind their provenance, all four pieces would make interesting contributions to exhibitions about piracy. Or the slave trade. I don't think it's wise to airbrush evil out of history. Or glamorise it unintentionally. Well, all I can say is that there's an ongoing controversy in places like Bristol and the southern states of America about whether to remove statues of pro-slavery historical figures, with one side wanting to pull them down and the other wanting to preserve them to remind future generations of past mistakes. What? Like, like Auschwitz? Well, it's important to remember the sins of the fathers so you don't repeat them. Censor predators out of history and you also vaporise the memories of their victims. So donate to a museum or try to get something for them? You could offer them for sale to a particular museum, but 
If it's the money you're after, we, we all know that it's in your best interest to put them up for auction. Where they'd probably wind up in the hands of a private collector, especially the gold pieces. That way, I obviously wouldn't have to worry about rent for a while, but I would be benefiting indirectly from blood money years after slavery was abolished. Well, officially at any rate. I hear what you're saying, but maybe there's a reason why fate decided to bail you out at this time. Is there some way we could wash the blood off this buccaneering bric-a-brac? Like how? Maybe my share of the loot could be donated to your museum. You could sell it and then give me some sort of paid early morning cleaning job for as long as the daily rate covers the sale price. I'm afraid my museum doesn't money launder people's guilt. Ah, no worries. It was worth a try. I think it's worth bearing in mind that both pistols were almost certainly someone else's property until they were acquired by Captain Prothero and his partner in crime. So, well, strictly speaking, they are not necessarily pirate or slaver property. More likely stolen goods that never return to their own original owners. But you can't excuse the death mask and the morbid memorial to erectile dysfunction. They are 100% slaver through and through. Well, you could melt them down, and it's just gold, you know, like any other gold. I like where you're going with this, Alison, but I just worry that when I hear the angel whispering in one ear and the devil whispering into the other, the devil has your face. <laughs> I claim the cake. <laughs> it's making me decadent. <laughs> I wouldn't take money from Fred and Rose West, so I'm not going to take it from the Protheros either. And that's all very noble, Arwen, but what about the proceeds of evil being repurposed for good? If they chuck me out of my flat, I can always crash at your place. <laughs> There'll always be a place for you in my live-in studio, for as long as I can make a precarious living selling my automata to pay the rent. Well, whatever advice I give, I give as someone with a steady job, married to someone with an even steadier job, with regular incomes and a mortgage that's over half paid up. It's easy to be noble if you aren't living under the threat of eviction. Yeah, so what I really need from you guys is a cast-iron excuse to take the money and run. <laughs> if you take the money, the taxman will probably want his cut. Yes, and auctions have to deduct VAT from their sale price. Uh, if I feel guilty about selling out, at least the taxman can take his share of the blame. <laughs> <laughs> Won't worry him, he's shameless. And as soon as you've paid off your rent, the landlord can assume responsibility for any remaining guilt you may have. Mm. So I'd be outsourcing my guilt. Yeah. I like where you're going with this. It's one way of looking at it. You know, if you didn't tell me anything about the Prothero's career change, I'd be none the wiser. I could pay off my debts with a clear conscience and I'd still have enough cash for a holiday or something. Ah, ignorance is bliss if you live inside your own little bubble. No, you had to know, because apart from anything else, it affects the uncertain value of what you might get for these things if you decided to sell them. Blah, 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 too much information. Would it be easier if I was to tell you that my research had been discredited? Has it? No. But you can think that, if it helps. I could ask for a second opinion. Oh, well, it'll cost you. I could be hypnotised to erase the uncomfortable truth from my memory. Then I could enjoy my windfall for the brief time it rested in my bank account and say it wasn't my fault if ever inconvenient flashbacks returned to haunt me. Let's be pragmatic. You didn't ask for this stuff, but you've got it anyway. 
If I ever win anything in the local prize draw, it isn't a three-course meal at the Imperial or a bottle of champagne. It's always bloody chutney. You can either wash your hands of it and feel as virtuous as you are penniless, or you can turn a negative into a positive by paying off your debts and giving what's left to charity. How does this appease my conscience? You wouldn't be spending it on luxuries. Mm. And remember, you only inherited a tiny fraction of what they accrued through slavery, so... Statistically, it doesn't represent a major burden on your sense of justice. Especially if half her blood money ends up in Reese's back pocket. We also ought to bear in mind Captain Prothero's fate when we think of how to dispose of this toxic legacy. It says here he died in Africa. Killed by an African who not only fought back but lived to fight another day. Poetic justice. (laughs) But how does that help me? Prothero paid the ultimate price for his crimes, so it might be argued that any outstanding debts to history have been paid in full. Mm. If some villain nowadays gets convicted, the proceeds of his crimes are confiscated and sold off. Think of um, the young couple in Kadik Trev who bought a drug baron's lair at a police auction and turned it into a hotel. What's so different with your haul from some long-forgotten treasure chest? When Britain lost its colonies, the independent regimes that evicted us didn't demolish our buildings. They simply commandeered and repurposed them. So you're telling me that I can sell without any sense of guilt? No, if anyone should feel guilty, it's us Mm. for letting you persuade us to compromise our impartiality. We can't launder your guilt, but we can at least put selling for personal gain into a greater perspective. Yeah, but yes or no, can I entirely wash my hands of cashing in on the last remains of my ancestors' hall? Well, that's for you to decide, Arwen. <sighs> no one's going to judge you for washing your hands of benefiting from the crimes of long-dead villains. In earlier incarnations, were you guys ever advised us to Pontius Pilate? <laughs> You're between a rock and a hard place, Arwen. Life goes on. All I can say is do what you have to do. Okay, food for thought. I'll go home and have a think about it. Medicinal. <laughs> Hiya. Hiya. Back again. Just in the nick of time. Yeah, sorry, we've left it to the last minute. It's a tough call, I know. The reason we're late is because she decided to talk to Reese. Mm. Well, if nothing else, this poisoned chalice treasure has brought you two together. Yeah, but it was heavy going. Mm. There were times when I was seriously tempted to put the phone next to his gold souvenir so the one dick could talk to another. <laughs> But after she'd hung up on him a few times, he calmed down and actually listened to what she had to say. Ah, I take it that Arwen had different views about the value of their inheritance and the division of spoils. Reese's interest only stretched as far as how soon they could convert it into cash. Whereas I still think that what's come down to us is at best worthless and at worst just plain ridiculous. She feels that if she sold the lumps of gold kitsch, they'd be seen as cultural novelties, which would have the effect of sanitising them and detracting from what they really represent. I mean, this Prothero guy was a real scumbag. No redeeming qualities. Death didn't clear his debt. He was an unrepentant slaver and, if anything, his missus was even worse because she was a serial offender long after she became a widow. So passing them down through future generations... The kids Reese and his partner are trying for... ...just perpetuates the problem and gives whoever inherits them the same dilemma she's got. It's not the sort of legacy you'd want to protect, mm. so I'm not going to pass the buck. High five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, 
you're not going to keep them in the family. So what have you and Reese decided to do? We'll take them off your hands and sell them. Oh, both of you? Yeah. Money talks, but it's usually a one-sided conversation. All right. Well, ju- just tell me which two items you decided to pick so that I can arrange the paperwork to be prepared. I'll take the ones I mentioned earlier. The fancy flintlock and the death mask? Yeah. And Reese is happy with the plain flintlock and the um, <clears throat> other piece of gold? No. But I said that if I get more for my pieces, I'd split the difference with him. That was their eventual compromise. He naturally wanted what I chose and promised to go halves with the total sale price for all four pieces. But I don't trust him. Despite an invite to the baptism of his first child when it's born. Well, building bridges with your half-brother was never going to be easy. If things were different, I'd just say give them all to Reese. But I have bills to pay. And he has bills to pay. And it was ultimately a no-brainer. So you're going to convert your share into cash as well? Despite what I might have said earlier. You're comfortable with that? I'm not happy with myself, but I have to be practical. Well, like I said before, I'm in no position to judge you, Arwen. No need, Al. I'm going to sell out, but my conscience is clear. Really? Yeah. Take the weapons, for starters. The Protheros most likely nicked them from some Spaniards who'd probably used them on some Aztecs or whatever who couldn't defend themselves. So no direct connection to the Protheros' descent into slavery. And the gold? Reese will keep his share and I'll donate most of mine to an anti-slavery charity. Most? Minus a small admin charge for making it all happen in the first place. Fair enough, Arwen, but... Are you sure you can do philanthropy in your personal circumstances? Slavery still goes on today, despite a lot of people trying to pretend that it was just something that happened two or three centuries ago in different oceans. Besides, my cut from the pistols alone should cover my rent, so I'm not complaining. Did Ronnie influence you in any way? Let's just say that your impartiality remains intact and my moral compass still works. Sounds good to me. Was it good for you? It's not my finest hour, but I'll have to live with it. I couldn't have advised you better if I was officially allowed to. (laughs) Are we done? Good. Let's sign this piece of paper and adjourn to the cafe next door. I'm going to have my cake and eat it. Oh, do you know what? I could have some cake. I'm not going to lie. Those cherry bake girls are delightful. So good. I might have two. I'm not coming back this evening. Ronnie Charnwood was played by Vanessa Labrie. Arwen Edwards was played by Jess Nesling. And Alison Charnwood was played by Emily Lawson. The music was composed and performed by Polly Burr. And the recording engineered and edited by Tom Percy at the Rhythm Rooms Formby. The Pirates of Penryn Bay was a Ronnie and Arwen misadventure. Directed by Vanessa Labrie for Ed Stevenson Productions.